Happy Friday, your favorite day of the week, because it's time for rush hour, and also because we have a great week of midwinter break coming up. Yes,、uh, I'm Amukta, and I'm Nicole. Yeah, we've been waiting for this break for weeks now since the last break. So right, so excited Very to exciting. yeah finally leave. It's a good day.、Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have some nice big news stories for you today, so we'll dive right in. Yes.、Yeah, so starting off, three students were killed and five were critically injured in a shooting in Berkeley Hall and the MSU Union of Michigan State University on Monday of this week.、Um, Alexandria Verner, Brian Fraser, and Ariel Anderson are the names of the victims. There was no indication of anything going on, even after one person was found dead. Besides a random email that nobody who wasn't like checking their email would even see. So,、um, people were like most people were having a normal day, oblivious to the danger. Before another message was sent out from the school two leaders that said two hours later that said either run, hide, or fight, and a shelter-in-place order was placed and was lifted in the middle of night on Tuesday. The 43-year-old suspect Anthony McRae was found dead on Monday night from a self-inflicted gunshot wound, which was. Why they were able to lift the shelter in place so soon, but it is really scary, and a lot of people are really mad at Michigan State right I now. I would be too. Like I was gonna say, like what? Yeah. What kind of preparation is that? There. Yeah. So people are saying people who were there are saying like there were no alarms, no like text messages. It was just a random email. You would only see it if you happen to look at your email in that、right. particular amount of time. And so then, people who were looking at their emails were like running back to their dorms or like running to their cars to try to get out,、um, and everybody else would just be like doing their normal, having their normal day, like playing ping pong in their dorm. And that's terrifying. And the guy who who、um, had the gun, he wasn't even related to the school, is what I heard. No, no, they're the, yeah, yeah, they're still looking、weird. for like a motive or like a reason. For why he did it,、uh-huh. but not. I mean, I don't think they're gonna find much anymore. Yeah, and、but. the sad part is that it's like it's February, and this is probably. I I wouldn't be surprised if it's like the tenth school shooting. Yeah, this I, and probably more because、yeah. there's like <laughs> smaller ones every day. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's getting out of hand. Like last year, last year was bad, and this year it's gonna be worse if we don't do something. I think it's projected to get worse every single year,、mm. and the country's just going up in flames. So <sighs> how fun! Yeah, <laughs> but that is just another shooting piece of news on rush hour. I think we've had like fifteen so far. But yeah, talked about this a lot actually. Yeah. Um, but moving on,、um, a little political, as we always like to do. Yeah. <laughs> but we spoke a little bit about the Chinese balloons over U.S. skies、um, over Montana, I think,、um, on one of our previous episodes. But there's actually an update, which is pretty shocking, because President Biden spoke on the issue and says that he has no regrets in shooting the balloons and that it wasn't an overreaction. Overreaction, sorry. Um, because a lot of people are scared of the like the relations between China and the United States now,、um, because you know they both have pretty 
have very big military power, so mm-hmm. something were to happen, it wouldn't go down. It wouldn't go down well. Um, but he also said that the military recommended uh, shooting the balloons down as the best course of action, which is why he took it in the first place. Um, he also mentioned talking to uh, President Xi Jinping of China about it soon, and also suggested that the balloons may not have had any nefarious intent. So, actually, more news has been coming out about this recently, but the balloons, um, whether they have been associated to China or not, may not actually, like, have had intention, intent, like, spying intent, right. or, like, things secretive, like, sneaky intent or anything, um, but they also won't be specific on what's actually going on, which is frustrating a lot of the media and a lot of the public, because they want full answers, and right now, the pre- like, uh, but President Biden and his like his um colleagues are only giving like half answers or like bits and pieces here and there. Um, but President Xi and Biden don't want to damage relations, so they hope to work it out soon. Yes, I actually <laughs> did the um newscast yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was researching this, and apparently they are like conf- it's confirmed that the balloons are just part of like private entities and okay. doesn't have anything much to do with the government uh-huh especially not spying i guess right so yeah it is inter- like i don't know there's so many questions that like aren't being <laughs> answered and exactly. just more questions are coming up so yeah. and even after they shot the balloons down they're still kind of looking for pieces of the debris so i wonder right how big those balloons were if they like I mean, yeah, well, they were really high up and they like people were being people were able to see them. So I was actually I was talking to my mom about this. I was like, isn't it a little suspicious that China would spend spy balloons that people could see in the sky? Like, (laughs) right. I know (laughs) if they were like, yeah, (laughs) I feel like that's a terrible way of trying to spy on something. Yeah. And yes, I have. No clue. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that they aren't exactly spy balloons. I I do agree. I feel like China would have a much, much more, um, or a much like better course of action right. if they were really trying to do that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is more on the balloon. More will come, I'm sure. <laughs> and um, our last big piece of news is about Israel. Oh, second to last. So sorry. Um, Our second to last big piece of news about Israel. Tens of thousands of Israelis rallied outside of the country's parliament building in Jerusalem on Monday, protesting Prime Minister Benjamin, oh gosh, Netanyahu's plan to overhaul the country's legal system. The legislation that he wants to pass includes a proposal to give um, the Netanyahu-dominated legislature control over... judicial appointments take away the supreme court's authority to review the country's basic laws and give parliament the power to overturn supreme court decisions it doesn't like so the plan has already caused like weeks of mass protests and has really divided the country because the prime minister believes that the unelected unelected judges have too much power in the judicial why can't i say judicial today i don't know (laughs) He believes that unelected judges have too much power in the judicial system and wants them to be reined in, but opponents are arguing that the reforms will give the prime minister controlled power and it weakens the court, 
which basically like takes away a lot of democracy in the country and makes it more uh, gives most power to the prime minister which people really don't want a dictatorship and they also think that he's doing this to help avoid major a major conviction in his corruption trial that's going on because he's been convicted of bribery fraud and breach of trust so wow yeah, people seem to be mad about this poorly disguised plot to get out of his criminal charges and as well as a threat to their democracy. So there's a lot of anger going on right now. Yeah. And it seems to have been happening for weeks. And so. Mm-hmm. And Israel is just like not in a good state right now with this and also with. Um their war with Palestine. Right. Which is, it's actually right. an ongoing thing. That's a much more long-term thing. Yeah. But that, yeah. Is, that has been for going on for a really long time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, more problems seem to be emerging, as they do in <laughs> every country. But that is definitely something that's really big that's going on. Like, over 100,000 people are... Um, trying to go against this and wow. yeah okay. That's a, okay that's a really big it's movement. a really it's a really big movement um it's a lot of people a lot of angry people and we'll see we'll see how it plays out we'll okay. see if they're able to keep this um bill from happening um kind of ending the big news part on like a, a light actually i don't know if this is a light note it's just kind of strange um, but oh, I found yeah. an interesting piece of news. Uh, a man in his 50s who was diagnosed with prostate cancer in the United States started speaking in an Irish accent, even though he had never been there, even though he'd never been to Ireland. And he has no family from Ireland either. Uh, but he was affiliated with FAS or foreign accent syndrome, um, according to a British medical journal report. But he spoke in the Irish accent until the day he passed away. So, That's really interesting. Yeah. I've heard stories about people that hit their heads and then, like, they gain a British accent or something. Oh, okay. I know. And it's something... I don't know what... I mean, it might be foreign accent syndrome. I'm not sure, like, how that happens or why, but right. it is interesting. And, like, do you know if it's from the cancer or, like, the medications? So they don't know that specifically, but they do know that the three cases of FAS that they researched have been from some form of, like, some form of a condition, medical condition that the person had. But this is the one, the first one with prostate cancer. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that is quite interesting. Yeah. Um, and that is a good much... Well, okay. I don't know if it's like that light of a note to end huh. our big news on. But it is a much more interesting piece of news that we are going to end our big news with. And let's just get into our speed news. Yeah. All right. So first up, we have... A new presidential candidate Ooh. for 2024. Former U.S. U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley has kicked off her 2024 Republican presidential campaign against Donald Trump 20 months before elections. I'm actually excited to hear about this. I know. This is like the... I think Haley was part... 
or she was in the UN during Trump's presidency. So she oh, okay. worked under the Trump organization mm-hmm. while he was president, and now she's, now running, she's running against him. <laughs> That's actually really for cool. yeah for Republican candidate. I don't think there's any Democrats, is there? Yet, uh, I think Biden, Biden was going to. I'm not sure if he has yet. I think people are just concerned because of his age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll figure that out later. But, but. Um, second, uh, Tesla is recalling 362,758 of its vehicles because of a version of its full self-drive mode that may increase the risk of crashes. So that's a lot of vehicles to recall. I know. But yeah. I feel like we saw that coming when they announced, when like the car first came out and they were like, it's self-driving. I think everybody was like, that's probably not not the safest. It's not safe to know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But this is actually a fun piece of news. Pepsi is bringing back their Peeps flavor (laughs) of soda. What does that even mean? Amukta was very excited about it. She read that in the notes. But apparently in 2021, they brought, they had like an exclusive deal with Peeps where it was like a Peeps flavor, but only a few thousand people were able to buy it in 2021 um, before it went away and so now they've decided to bring it back in time for Easter even though it's only February but (laughs) it is in time for Easter and um, it's now available nationwide and you can find like it in any random real retailer I actually I'm I genuinely want to go to UFC I know I I do hope they have it okay there's like a product locator at like contact pepsico.com you can like find where it is and if it's near you but if it is at kfc i do want to try that because like how do you put marshmallows in or pepsi so curious i want to try it so bad (laughs) yeah that does seem interesting um, but our last piece of speed news, uh, Rihanna confirmed that she was pregnant as she showed off her baby bump during the Super Bowl halftime show on Sunday, which is also interesting because she was doing like a lot of a high jump. I know. St- like stunts <laughs> and stuff. So it was crazy. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> impressive. Yeah. I, I feel like I didn't realize that she was pregnant again. And I feel like she just had her first kid like two I months know. ago. I literally thought I was looking at photos of her pregnant maybe two months ago but apparently it was in may she like gave birth in may so like last may like the may may 2022 or 20 are we in 20 yeah 2023 (laughs) so like not even a year ago like that may wow yeah because when when i saw the the news i was like wait how long has she been pregnant for i feel like i know i was like yeah (laughs) I okay. I didn't even know she had given birth, but like then I was like, I swear she was pregnant a few months yeah, ago, exactly. like last week. How is this still possible? Like, this isn't new news. I feel like everyone already knows. I know, but that's definitely like announcing it on like by performing the Super Bowl. That is. It also brought like all those memes, like. Uh, Oh, I'm here for the Rihanna concert. Wait, why is there football going on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are good. But that, yeah, that's a really good pregnancy announcement. It is. Well, that is all of our speed news. And we have one more news segment. Good news, of course. 
end your week on a good note because today is a good day. We're about to go on break. It's Friday and we have a list of good news. Starting with the Notre Dame Cathedral. Is it Notre Dame or Notre Dame? Notre Notre Dame? I think it's it's in France. That's all I it's know. It's in yeah, it's in Paris, <laughs> and um, it is the cathedral that burnt down a few years ago, um, and work has begun to restore the cathedral's top spire, making a projected late 2024 reopening. So apparently, this is the last thing that they're working to rebuild. Ooh, yeah, on the entire thing. It's been over four years since the building caught on fire, which I thought that was only a few years ago, but I guess, I don't know. <laughs> um, and architect, architect Violette de Leduc, Violette Leduc designed the first spire in the 1800s, and the new one will be an exact replica made of 500 tons of oak covered in 250 tons of lead. And it'll be a hundred meters tall. That's pretty grand. Very grand. I visited over the summer of 2022. It was all closed off though, which was kind of sad. It's like it's it's a really big monument, and it Me was like too. it was charred and stuff. Yeah, it was a little. And they had like a uh, what do you call it? A memoir of like uh, everyone who died trying to oh, save it. Oh, really? There were firefighters who died trying to save it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I saw it in. Okay, if it burnt down four years ago, that's like 20... 2019, 2018, well, I, I think? Yeah, I saw it in 2019. Actually, I think I saw it a few months after it after it burnt down. So I think it was in 2019. So okay. it's been like... It's been like the entire pandemic has been like really, really a long time, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, now it's finally reopening. Mm-hmm. I heard that they wanted to reopen it in time for the um, Olympics. That's so smart. So that's actually really, really smart. But they weren't able to get it done in time, so... Late 2024. And the Olympics are in summer 2024. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Right. But it is exciting that it's projected to be done really soon. Yeah. Uh, Our second piece of good news. uh, Liam Garner, a 17-year-old... Yeah. A (laughs) 17-year-old, recently cycled all the way from Prudhoe Bay in Alaska, which is, like, this, um, this place where a bunch of miners... And like oil, oil workers stay, which is on the coast of the Arctic Ocean. Um, and he biked all the way from there, which is like tip north tip of America, and all the way down to the Pan American Highway in Argentina, all by himself on a bike. And the trip was like around twenty thousand miles over fourteen countries, and it took him five hundred twenty-seven days. That is quite insane. Also, what did he like not go to school for like almost two years? I guess so. Wait, yeah, that makes sense. Because he's 17. He's like in high school. (laughs) What is he? I I wonder what what was going on in the the meantime. I know. Yeah. That is also like you see people that go on those. What is it? The Pacific Crest Trail or something? Right. That's like just like walking across the country. Mm-hmm. But I feel like biking would be so much harder because you're trying to, when you're hiking, you're just like walking up mountains, biking, like to bike up mountains. 
for 570 what was it 527 days in a row like biking across the entire the entire western hemisphere yeah it's it's pretty crazy and that is so when um i visited alaska last year but there's this highway i forget what it's called it's like a really big highway and there was this one old like grandma who was biking up the highway. And oh. This is like a trip that takes a long, long time, and that's only in Alaska. And it takes like days just to get all the way up to Prudhoe Bay. So for him to get from Prudhoe Bay all the way through Alaska, through Canada, through the United States, down into Mexico, then Mexico, Central then America, South America, South America to Argentina. Wow. I think that's pretty wild. Like I couldn't even I couldn't even bike across. Actually, you know what? That's a lie. If I, I probably couldn't. <laughs> I probably could not bike around the island. With oh, like, yeah. I like, know some people yeah. who do, but I, I, it doesn't look that big, but then I like look at the island and I'm like, yeah, I don't think I could do that. Also, like going from, I don't know, like East Mercer up to Island Crest, like yeah. those huge hills. I couldn't even get up that. Yeah. Like all the highways. There's actually a lot of risks that come with this too. Like Yeah. And like, you're like going through the mountains and it's exactly. like... It's crazy. Crazy. Um, last piece of news, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Last piece of good news is that researchers at MIT have recently developed a new AI learning model called Sybil that can predict lung cancer risk up to six years in advance. Lung cancer is the deadliest cancer in the world, and it is extremely difficult to catch the disease early with just a simple scan. Normally, lung cancer predictions require demographic information, clinical risk factors, and radiologist or re- radiologic annotations. But Sybil is a simple chest scan that can detect the risk of lung cancer that could occur one to six years in the future. That's really great. I know. That is so, okay, it's not wholesome, but it's definitely good news. And when you're thinking about AI, usually people are like, robots are going to take over, or like, or going to destroy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We've talked about this before, how like the dangers of AI right, or whatever. Right. But it's clearly doing a lot of good stuff, yeah. too. So Positive future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it can start having more... Or, I don't know what I was going to say. It can start, like, oops, doing more good things like that in yeah. the future. And, yeah. Hopefully, so. yeah, because AI's image is kind of, like, tarnished right now because of ChatGPT. I know. It's like, ChatGPT. My, my sub in math was literally, like, she's like, do you guys, what if I told you that all of you were cheating in school with ChatGPT? <laughs> and I don't know what she was saying, but, like, it's coming up all the time <laughs> just chat gpt and cheating and, and all of the bad stuff mm. but there's clearly some good and that is a good end to news for this week yep we have question of the week this week which actually was supposed to be last week but it is now this week um and it is the question of what would your death row meal be and we had a lot of pretty interesting responses. So I compiled them up and here it is. What would be your death row meal? 
My death row meal would be butter pasta, like al dente, you know, and then some lemon pepper grilled chicken but on the side, and then a white chocolate raspberry bunk cake from Nothing Bunk Cakes. Oh my god, IHOP's buttercream pancakes with like strawberries on it. Um, mine would probably be a McDonald's Happy Meal. I'd probably say like a good steak. Mac and cheese, but not the Beecher's one because it's too cheesy. The Beecher's mac and cheese. <laughs> okay, so it needs to be something that's like a limited edition, like food item. So you basically get more months on your death sentence. So you can basically live longer during that time. So like, I don't like these stuff, but like a shamrock shape, a McRib. You'll survive for like a few more months depending on like what time you were sentenced to death row. Okay. A school cookie and um, Beecher's mac and cheese and a pretzel. The burger from Five Guys. And the fries. Oh no, the pagacha burger. Probably like sushi. McDonald's french fries. Mine would probably be an iced coffee and a grilled cheese from Starbucks. I think it would be like mole or enchiladas with um, lots of beans and some cheese on top. As far as serious things go, I'd probably just ask for some, like my dad makes really good rack of lamb with like a nice raspberry sauce. But if I was trying to be funny, I'd do what another guy I know of did. He watched Lord of the Rings with some ice cream and chocolate sauce. All right, that was everybody's answer. And I thought there were some pretty interesting ones there. Do you, I, I especially liked the waiting and getting something that was like out of season. So they have to right, let you. Right. Although they'd probably be like, no, we can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but can you really refuse like a death row meal request? That would be, it would yeah, be inhumane. <laughs> <laughs> what would you what would you choose from um, death row? Oh, okay. So I've always had a really big sweet tooth, but like I don't indulge in it too much because you know it's not healthy. But if I was on my death row, I'd just ask for like a plate of desserts. And just eat everything. I'd eat yeah. every single thing with no regrets. I would probably do that. I would probably have, like, <laughs> a really, really extensive list of, like, all yes. the food I like. <laughs> I don't really have a favorite. But I would probably I would probably need some In-N-Out animal fries. And <laughs> What are In-N-Out animal fries? They are fries, but they have, like, this really good sauce. I don't even know what's in the sauce. I just, whenever I'm there, I order them, and it's so good. It's so good. Um, But, yeah, I would definitely need some of those. And then some, like, Italian gelato, like, authentic. Mm. They need to go to Italy, bring it or back. Or take you to take Italy. Take me to Italy. <laughs> I would love that even better, so I can have some gelato as my last meal. But, yeah, although having gelato in Italy and animal fries in L.A. would be kind of... Just travel the world at that point. Yeah, I can just have, like, a little death row travel experience and go eat all of my food around the world. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that is all we have for you today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, and we will be back next week, same time, same place, from 5 to 6 p.m. here on KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. You're just like my favorite song going round around my head. Like my favorite song going round around my head. Five days on the freeway, riding shotgun with you. Two hearts in the fast lane, we had big dreams in mind.